The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 80 podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack, and with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello. Hello. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, Jimmy, as you know, mm-hmm. we break it down. We do. We kiss it. Mm-hmm. We then wonder if it's love. Hmm. Did we see skyrockets? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, but uh, all for you, the listener. Mm-hmm. On today's episode, we take a look at season five, episode four, entitled Never Too Young. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and you're watching before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime! Prime. That was a good one. So what's ah. going on? How was your week? Pretty good. Oh, I have an update. Oh. Just like you updated us about your leg? Uh-huh. I have an update about the cat. Oh, the cat. What did we last hear? Well, it, well, the last thing we had heard was that he wasn't feeling good. Oh, and right. that, so we had took him out, put him on the couch, and I thought, okay, you know, he, he probably just has a cold. And I talked to you. You thought the same thing. He's like, he probably just had a cold. Yeah. So all that's, you know, over and done. Yeah. He's dead. So. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, so we were wrong. So Sorry to hear that. That's okay. Um, but we got another one. We got a, a, a little black oh. kitten. God, the body isn't even cold yet, Jimmy. Well, it was because it got dropped down to like 50-something degrees outside. Oh, gotcha. And the ground was kind of cold anyways. Would you just throw like the body out? Well, he's dead. Just chuck him out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I had dug a hole anyways to plant something. Um, no, I'm teasing. <laughs> um, no, no, my family was pretty broken up about it. My daughter was just really, really upset. Yeah. Um, yeah. My son, my oldest son took it pretty good. My youngest son... Confused. He didn't really know what was going on. Hmm. My wife was pretty upset. She was on a phone call for work and she works from home and she saw the cat like taking his last breath and yeah, what name? <laughs> she couldn't get off the phone. She, it was a work meeting. So, <laughs> wow. So that must have been rough. Um, so we found this little black cat that somebody was trying to get rid of and she's small and fluffy and kind of looks like a Maine Coon. So hmm. it's kind of neat. That's cool. Well, I mean, yeah. that sucks, but. I mean, it's no, it does suck. Yeah, it sucked a lot because he was. I, I, I had dubbed him, his name was Ozzy, but I dubbed him Walter because yeah. every time somebody would come out of the master bedroom, he's like the Walmart greeter. He'd jump up on the table there and be like, Hey, how's it going? I want you <laughs> to stop and pet him and stuff. So yeah. I called him Walter because that sounds like the name of a Walmart greeter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, as if our listeners remember, I, I recently lost a cat like a few months ago, mm-hmm. and I've been that's the second cat I've had to bury in Jimmy's yard. And, uh, yeah. So Jimmy's kind enough to have a pet cemetery in his yard for all of my animals <laughs> and all of his animals as well. Yeah, yeah. So did um, Walter get buried uh, 
like next to any of my pets? No, actually, Walter got buried. My I put up a um, a, a a bird feeder outside of my daughter's window. Yeah, because she wanted to start bird watching and stuff. And I was like, well, I have this bird feeder that was on the fence that the hurricane blew down, and I took it off and put it on a little four by four post and everything. And so I actually buried him right underneath the bird feeder because hmm. that way he can see the birds but not catch him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's in cat That's hell. <laughs> um, no, but that way he'd be outside of her window and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah cool. It's amazing how much a, a new baby kitten makes uh, kids forget about. <laughs> <laughs> not forget, but you know what I mean? Makes them <laughs> yeah. drastically uh, better. So that's yeah. good. So this this new baby cat, she she acts like she owns the place. Like she for the first day, obviously she did. I was expecting it to be for like the first four days. We wouldn't see her, but yeah. after after twenty four hours, she comes out and starts walking around the living room like she owns the place and hmm. jumps on my daughter's lap and she's like, "You shall pet me now." You know, it's <laughs> like, oh, oh wow, petting okay. has so, been approved. <laughs> yeah, and so walking around today, like I got up and. She's sitting on one of the chairs in the living room, like <laughs> sound asleep. And right now she's asleep over next to the couch on this little table thing we have. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. Um, hmm. so that's kind of neat. Yeah. So I went to the store today and got her one of those scratching posts and stuff like that. And I mean, we, um, we had had one for the other cats, but they destroyed it. And plus a lot of that stuff, I, I, I kind of didn't want around in case it was some kind of viral thing or bacterial thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I kind of got rid of as many things as I could that the other cat associated with. So hmm. I don't know. So, okay. I gotcha. So she, they were calling her Ruby, which makes complete sense seeing that she's a black cat. <laughs> right. Um, but this cat's just, a, just really young. They found it on the street. And they said um, they were calling it Ruby, but she's like, she doesn't know her name. She doesn't respond to her or anything. So she said, you can name her whatever you want. She's, it's not really going to affect anything. Yeah. So we were thinking a funny name would be Shuri. You know. <laughs> Shuri? Yeah. From uh, Black Panther. Oh. Because. Oh, is that like next, his sister? Yeah. That's the next oh. Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that'd be a funny name. <laughs> is that racist saying, though? Why would it be racist? I don't know. Just because black cat. I mean, but it's Black Panther. I gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, Whatever. I, I, have a, I have a white cat named Whitey, and people are always like, that's a terrible name. I mean, would it be mean if I had a male black cat named it Chadwick? <laughs> oh, oh, like that was Chadwick black Boseman. Panther, you know yeah. That's gotcha. a black cat. A panther is a cat. Black cat. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. But I mean, I have another cat. I know that I have a snake named Marvin. That I named after um, Marvin Berry from Back to the Future. But why? Because what kind of snake a, is it? It's a black African house snake. <laughs> so I just thought that'd be a funny name because I have another snake named Biff and it's more about their personalities. Like <laughs> Biff is a, is kind of a dick and he just kind of <laughs> tries to bully you whenever you hold him. And, and Marvin is one of those. He's just snakes like, hey, it's like a party all the time. Like he's super cool <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, he's black and he's kind of like Marvin. It's cool. So. And he loves to sing like uh, Southern Motown. So exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that works. Um, no, we're still not sure. They were thinking about Kiki. Like, I don't mean to make a face when I say it, but I don't, I don't get the name. But okay, no, I, I think Shuri's better. That's because yeah, I always test it by going Shuri. You know, like you're yelling at the cat. <laughs> Kiki. No, that's just it yeah, doesn't exactly, work. Yeah, I've been calling her Squirt anyway, so it don't really matter. Squirt. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so that's what, that's how my week went. How did your week go? 
Oh, fine as wine, kind of chatty, right? Is that it? Oh, Something damn. Like Look at you busting out with the, nice. the sayings. <laughs> the sayings um, and stuffs. Um, yeah, nothing. I mean, I'm still doing my leg, but it's getting better slowly. But you're that's doing really your bad. leg? Like, what, like a dog? What? You say you're doing your leg? I'm dealing with my leg. Oh, but. I thought you said I'm doing my leg. I'm thinking, you mean like humping it like a dog would? That's kind of hmm. weird. You're flexible. But yeah, it's getting better, but slowly. And, you know, good. Nothing really to discuss there. Okay. So what did you think about this episode? All in all, like if we had to, to give it a, a rating, like, like one of the <laughs> okay. listeners has said, that's right. one, one being the worst, 10 being the most awesome episode ever. What would you give it? I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. Six. <laughs> See, I'm different, man. I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was mm-hmm. for the time for the Brady Bunch, you know, as wholesome of an episode, uh, as wholesome of an image that the Brady Bunch kind of has. Yeah. I thought it was one of their more edgy episodes. And I know that's really strange because it's just talking about like a first kiss, but yeah, um, I, th- I would probably give it a seven and a half or eight. Like, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode. Um, I thought it was impressive. Yeah. I liked uh, having Melissa Sue Anderson on the, on the episode. That was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's so young in this. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is she in something else? Um, well, yeah, she's from Little House on the Prairie. Oh, um, I've never seen that. I didn't know that. She plays the oldest sister on that show. Um, and the first season, she starts off, she's like, I think like 13, but she looks more like 15 or 16. But, um, but yeah, she's like 13. And then the show runs for like, I don't know. 11, 12 years <laughs> by the so end is, of the series. Is her she's sister like, the chick from Roseanne? No, it's her sister. That's that her sister. That's the sister of Darlene <laughs> from Roseanne? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you have uh, Sarah Gilbert and yeah. Melissa Gilbert. Yeah. Melissa Gilbert plays little Laura Ingalls, which is basically huh. the star of the show. Show revolves and, around her. And um, that's her? That's the same girl? No. That's oh, that's what I meant. Okay, all right. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I know it's very confusing to talk about sisters and then sisters. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, it's not Melissa Gilbert. It's her on-screen older sister on oh. Little House on the Prairie. Okay, <laughs> she cool. plays. Uh, um, oh my God, I forgot her name now. <laughs> um, anyway, I know the listeners are probably screaming like, "Hello!" You, she plays. You must watch me. the show a lot. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not that I watch it a that's lot. Sarcasm. Um. I just recently started watching it, starting from the beginning of season one. Okay. Um, right now, I'm like on season two or three or something like that. Um, and the show went on, like I said, for like 10 years, 11 years, something like that. Uh, so I have a long ways to go. But, you know, so I'm, I remember watching episodes here and there as a kid, but not enough to really know what was going on. So I'm learning new stories and and uh, it's it's good. That show is really good. I was is it is it a impressed. show that can be made fun of, Tech? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. Not really. I mean, the show was just it had good writing, good cast, good acting, everything and it was just shot really well and there's nothing really No. Hmm. <laughs> nothing really to make fun of there. Okay. <clears throat> <But> cool. <clears throat> so what did you think? Did you find anything specific you liked or disliked about it? Well, I I did have a slight little disappointment with the episode. Right. Uh-oh, what? And that was because me and you had talked off air, you know, smoke and mirrors. And you were <laughs> like, oh, you like this one because, you know, Mike plays the ukulele. Oh, yeah. 
but he wasn't really playing the ukulele. Like his fingers weren't even moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't even watch it close enough. Like, Normally, I look out for that kind of stuff. I just and that's didn't. not directed towards you in any stretch. I was just <laughs> like, oh, cool. And I was disappointed because strawberry jam has no smell, <laughs> and he's not even moving his fingers playing ukulele. <laughs> It's like, this is the first time I've been as irritated with Mike as I've been in the past with Carol. It's like, how can you be that hypocritical? So that, that was really super disappointing. Mike really dropped the, but he didn't drop the ball. He dropped the whole box of them. Like that was, that was well, a big wasn't Mike, it was Robert Reed. Fucked well, that's up. what I mean. Robert Reed. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I was disappointed. I got gotcha. you. All right. Yeah. All right, so let's take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to get into this, and uh, we'll be back. Okay. Back. Yes. All right. So we got the Brady Bunch, season five, episode four, entitled Never Too Young. No, we're not. Hmm. <laughs> Facts about the episode are first aired on October 5th, 1973. Nice. It was written by Al Schwartz and Larry Ryan and directed okay. by Richard Michaels. Hmm. Whatever happened to our buddy, uh, was it Rudolph? I don't know. That's a good point. He hasn't been on there a while, has he? No, he hasn't directed an episode since like season hmm. two or three. So Oscar Rudolph? Yeah, Oscar Rudolph, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> I wonder if he just quit. He's like, screw the brave. He probably heard that they were being canceled. He's like, I'm getting off of this Titanic. <laughs> so that's what he or did. maybe he went over to Gilligan's Island or something. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I thought Gilligan's Island came before the Brady Bunch. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah it did. Nice right. try trying to pull one <clears throat> over on old Jimmy. <laughs> then I can squeak <laughs> that past you. I guess not. Thing, right? All right. According to IMDb, <clears throat> Mike and Carol sing the same song that Ginger and Marianne sing in producer Sherwood Schwartz's other show, Gilligan's Island. I want to be loved by you. So I wonder if they actually played the ukulele. <laughs> Guess we'll find out. All right. Maybe. Um, this also, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you like to speak to my manager? <laughs> this, uh, also marked the only time any of the Brady kids had a kissing scene. Oh, hmm. sorry, Greg. Uh, this episode features Melissa Sue Anderson of Little House on the Prairie, where later Mike Lookinland later makes an appearance on Little House. So, yeah. Neato. Uh-huh. So that was, that was, that was too late or in that sentence. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, no. What, what reminded me for some reason I caught it because in one of the ads that we run, yeah, like it's like you say it's for the anchor ad. You're like, um, any possible number of possible things you can do or whatever. And, I, and every time I hear it, I think I should have said eh, possibly because it would just been funny. There's something but, about the anchor ad that bothers me too. What's that? <laughs> and I really wish I can go back and re-edit it. <clears throat> because your um, <laughs> your improv line, despite mm-hmm. their name, they don't wear you down, right. which is a great line. That just would have been a perfect ending to the oh. commercial. Oh, like their slogan? <clears throat> yeah. 
Because <laughs> you're what? like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. And here's three more things. You know, say, ah, oh, God, it would have been perfect to end right there. Anyway. All right. So you ready? I'm ready. All right. So we fade in. Scene one. Our story opens up with Bobby in the backyard shooting hoops all by himself. Oh, he's playing by himself. Playing. With, uh, then <laughs> along comes Peter and Greg heading to the car. Bobby asks, "Hey, where are you guys going? I thought we were going to shoot some baskets." Greg says, "Oh, uh, yeah, we got something more important to do, Bobby." Bobby asks, "More important than basketball?" Peter pipes up and says, "Not even in the same league." Greg's going to drop me off at Wendy's house. Greg adds, and I got a date too. Bobby asks, you guys think girls are more important than basketball? <laughs> Greg, while tucking in his shirt, asks, did you ever try kissing a basketball? Bobby states, well, I'd rather kiss a basketball and a catcher's mitt than any dumb old girl. <laughs> Peter says, just wait, you'll be kissing girls. Greg, while smiling, adds, and liking it, too. <laughs> Bobby says, no way. I wouldn't kiss a girl for nothing. Mm. Come on, let's play. Greg just simply says, bye, Bobby. And him and Peter get in the car and drive off. Bobby scoffs, shakes his head, and says to himself, kissing girls. <laughs> kissing girls. You should be ashamed <laughs> of yourself. I don't know who that was, but it was a community <laughs> talk like that. <clears throat> Just then, Cindy's friend Millicent walks in the backyard through the through the gate. She sees Bobby and says, oh, hi, Bobby. Bobby tells her, oh, hi, Millicent. Cindy's inside and continues to shoot a basket. Millicent says, I didn't come here to see Cindy. I came mm -hmm. here to see you. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bobby asks, me? What for? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. She came mm. to see Bobby. <laughs> Oh, Bobby's on fire. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Bobby asks me what for. She says, to thank you for making that boy stop teasing me at school today. You're very brave. Bobby rolls his eyes and says, oh, it wasn't anything. Millicent strikes back and says, it was too, and I really appreciated it. Millicent then reaches in and kisses Bobby right on the lips. Bobby pulls away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right on the lips. On the lips. Both of them all plump and juicy like. Oh, I'm sorry. Plump and juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Bobby pulls away and says, ah. But then <laughs> thinks for a second, looks up, and sees fireworks. Sorry, skyrockets. I was going to say skyrockets, not fireworks. Yeah. Fireworks <laughs> until 80s. In the big, beautiful sky, he smiles real big. Millicent says, Bobby, what's wrong? Bobby, still in a daze, says, huh? I'm not sure. Bobby then has a realization. He looks around and says, Millicent, you got to promise something. You got to promise you won't tell anybody in the whole world what just happened. <laughs> Millicent says, why not? Bobby says, because if my brothers find out, I'll be ruined for life promise? Millicent says, okay, I promise. Bobby smiles at her and says, thanks, it'll be our secret. Nobody else will ever know. 
But just then, the camera pans over and we see Cindy Brady, while mm. smiling, was watching the whole time and saw everything. Mm. Man, for a, for a minute, Bobby sounded like my weird uncle. This will just be our secret. Nobody will ever know. That's kind of creepy. It must have made that girl feel really good about herself. Um, so, Jeez. watching this scene, they must have basketballs go over that fence all the time because it's like right on the edge of the driveway. There's no grass between <laughs> the driveway and that fence. That fence is literally at the driveway. <laughs> yeah, and you're probably right. I didn't really think about that. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like how can you really play like one on one? Because you, you can only you, you can't really shoot it from the right side of the basket. You have to shoot it from the left side. Otherwise <laughs> yeah. you'll lose the basketball. So right. <laughs> anyways, um also why did Cindy have so much makeup on? I don't know. She had a ton of makeup on. <laughs> so I just thought that was kind of weird. But speaking of how she looks, like this, in that shot, that's how I can see like I can see what you were talking about. She looked a little mannish. Oh, yeah, those, those jaw bones are. Yeah, she had kind she of like a strong an MMA fighter for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Right. Scene two. A while later, Alice is in the kitchen on the phone and she says, I'll talk to you about it later, Sam. Bye bye. As she hangs up the phone, Bobby walks in carrying his basketball with his head in the clouds. Alice says, Hi, how about a post game snack? Bobby just walks in and ignores her and says to himself, skyrockets. Hmm. Alice says, skyrocket. Hmm. Oh, you mean firework. <laughs> no, that's not what she says. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what, why I noticed in this specific scene, but Alice's hair is starting to get gray. Like, Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, it's starting to get kind of gray there. Um, <laughs> that must be so hard for her to deal with. <laughs> Why? No, just it's. I, I say that every time somebody complains about <laughs> about getting gray hair. Like, I, who was I talking to <laughs> this weekend? I was talking to who the hell was I talking to? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was somebody, but somebody had noticed that they had gray hair coming in, and I was mm-hmm. like, "That must be so hard. That must be so hard on you." Because oh, is that you know? Because I've had you. gray hair since high school, so yeah, I don't really care about going gray. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have no gray hair. Well, I have a little bit in my beard, but it's very little. Usually, when it happens, it happens like whoosh, like a, <laughs> you know, like Thanos snapped his fingers and boom, your hair's gray. You know, that kind of yeah, I don't care. <clears throat> it doesn't bother me. All right, scene three. Meanwhile, in the living room, Carol is dressing Mike in fur coat with a large white carnation on the lapel and a voter's hat. Mike asks, how do I look? Carol says, well, I think you might make the centerfold at the Raccoon Gazette. <laughs> Mike jokes and says, eat your heart out, Rudy Valley. Carol just laughs. He, Carol should have said, like a jive-ass turkey. <laughs> right. He looks so awesome. <laughs> 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 he looked like he should have been pulling in the. Well, I think he does driving in pallet one time, but you know I mean? <laughs> he looked like he should have been. He had a cane and like a pimp cup <laughs> is what he should have had, yeah, like a big purple Cadillac with heavy flakes. Like, yeah. <laughs> and jive ass turkey. Right, just then, Bobby walks in, carrying the basketball and still on cloud nine. Mike greets him, and Carol asks, 
Hey, how do you like your dad's costume? Bobby looks at it and says, looks great. Bobby should have been like, costume? He's wearing a costume? Doesn't he dress like that all the time? (laughs) Mike says, well, he's underwhelmed. Carol (laughs) says, listen, Bobby, I've got yours finished. Would you like to try it on? Bobby says, I've got too much thinking to do. Mike, whose bullshit detector is starting to go off, says, "Uh, Bob, something wrong? Bobby says, not really. (laughs) Carol asks, well, is there something you'd like to talk to us about? Bobby simply again says, not really. Mike asks, is there anything we can do? Bobby repeats again, not really. He then smiles and heads up the stairs. Mike looks at Carol and says, nothing like parents having a heart-to-heart talk with their kids. Once again, Carol just laughs. laughs. She she be laughing. Um, <laughs> it's still strange hearing Mike call Bobby Bob. I don't He's know, been doing this since season one. I, I know, know, but it sounds really strange to me. Um, and Mike's bullshit detector is really good. Like right <laughs> yeah. off the bat, he's like, ah, something's wrong. What's up with you? Um, <laughs> it's and, Peter Tingle. Uh, and obviously, I mean, no yeah. question about it. Obviously, he needs a fur coat in Los Angeles. Like that's a given. Like with the <laughs> well, weather they have out in Los Angeles, who would not? Who? Why wouldn't you wear a fur coat? You should be wearing a fur coat all the time. <laughs> What's well, a costume? Yeah. Um, but also, um, I looked up who. Um, um, What's the name that they say? Rudy Valley. Yeah, Rudy Valley. And and I, I, anyways, I looked it up and he sang a song called "Life Is Just a Bowl of Cherries." A lot of the older generations that we have watched or listening to the show will will remember that song. Probably you'd probably remember it if you heard it. You'd be like, "Oh, life is." I know that song. Um, is it from the twenties? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure because the YouTube video doesn't say when it came out or anything. I didn't look that part up. Hmm. But it's a song that I definitely heard before. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Scene four. Meanwhile, up in the attic room, <laughs> in the attic room, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, along with Marsha and Jan are looking through some vinyl records. Mm. Marshall is looking, Marshall. Wow. <laughs> Marsha is looking at one chuckles and says, these are really perfect for the roaring twenties party. Jan asks, where did you get them? Greg replies, Dave Osborne lent them to me. Jan says, they had some funny songs in those days. Greg, Greg, while reading one, says, get a load of this. Can red lips kiss my blues away? (laughs) The girls just giggle. (laughs) Marcia says, how about this one? Does the spearmint lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? (laughs) Greg cracks the fuck up at that one. Jan (laughs) reads another one. Yes, we have no bananas. Today, that sounds more like a group instead of a song. Just then, Cindy walks in and says with a big-ass grin, I've got a secret. I've got a secret. (laughs) Jan asks, what kind of secret, Cindy? Cindy says, that's for me to know and for you to find out. And she exits (laughs) the attic room. And everybody's like, thanks for wasting our time. Appreciate it. (laughs) Greg (laughs) Greg Sison says, when is she ever going to grow up? Marcia says, when there's nobody left to blab on, they all just giggle. Oh, Oh, man, giggle, giggle. (laughs) So do you you remember that song that came out, like, that it was, does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? I remember my dad singing, does the spearmint lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? He used to sing that song a lot. Mm. Yeah, so that was from the... 
He used to sing, there's tears in my ears, some lying on my back. Whatever. But anyways. Mm-hmm. So the Spearmint one is from the 20s. But okay. in the 60s, this guy Lonnie Donegan did a, a version of it. But he changed it to chewing gum loose flavor, um, which is basically the same thing. But I guess Spearmint is just a weird 20s word. <laughs> so he just. Well, Spearmint's a, a flavor of gum. I don't know if you know this. Well, I know that. But it's just <laughs> weird to refer gum as Spearmint. Oh, you know, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It probably was the only flavor of gum back then, you know, so yeah. um, so he did. It's more of a novelty song than anything else, but I think he also does it on ukulele, too. It's huh. like, does your chewing gum lose its flavor around the bed post overnight? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I if know your mother says, now, don't yeah. chew it, do you swallow it inside? Yeah, it's bite. Um, yeah. And also, I, 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 I kind of felt like an attic room cry may be coming into the scene, but it didn't happen. <laughs> she should have been like, if I had an attic room, I'd be able to listen to records too in there, but I can't because I don't have an attic room. <laughs> if I had an attic room, then I, I bet you I could have had the, the amount of records, I could have borrowed them. <laughs> Who did he borrow from? Oh, from Dave Osborne. Dave able Osborne to... would let me borrow the amount of records. <laughs> but mom found her dress in your attic room because it's not my attic room. And it should be my attic room. No. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. <sighs> Scene five. A while later, we see Carol taking a stack. Hold on. Scene five. What? No, but Carol. T- Fuck, I guess so. Carol is taking a stack of folded laundry up the stairs to put away. Ha, <laughs> Wow, ah, okay. but wait, wait, wait. She is quickly distracted by the sound of ukulele being played okay. in the den. All right, there we go. She didn't okay. complete it. So she was just using it to snoop. <laughs> she thought she heard something. She's like, ooh, I need an excuse to come over here. I know. I know. Let me grab this mysteriously placed, you know, stack of folded laundry and act like I'm putting that shit away. <laughs> yeah. So in the den, we see Mike strumming away on his ukulele. Well, Apparently, quote, strumming. Yeah, strumming away. Okay. <laughs> but quickly stops when Carol is at the door. He opens the door, hides the ukulele behind his back. She walks in and says, I thought I heard some shredding on a uke in here. <laughs> Mike says, that's because you did. And then melts her motherfucking face. <laughs> no. Hell yeah. <laughs> because you did. He pulls it out and shows it to her. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Mike goes on, listen, I'm going to be the cat's meow at the roaring twenties party. I'm really going to play this thing. Carol smiles and says, great. Mike, while he, while he tunes it says, okay, request time. What would you like? Carol says, I want to be loved by you. Mike says, well, later, but right now I'm playing the ukulele, which is not a, not a joke line. That's literally what he said. Yeah. That's that's an awesome line though. I mean, obviously it was a joke in the, in the show, but it's an awesome line. Yeah. It's a total dad joke. Something I would say. Kira laughs and says, oh, Mike, Mike says, come on, let me a tonsil. Carol gets defensive as fuck and says, you know, I don't have my tonsils anymore. You fucking prick. (laughs) I had those removed. <laughs> Do you remember that episode where she had her yeah. tonsils out? They got damaged somehow, dick. Wonder how that happened. <laughs> uh, Mike says, yeah. Carol adds, how about a vocal cord? Mike says, okay. Carol begins to sing. 
I want to be loved by you, just you, nobody else but you. Jimmy, take it away. I don't know how the song goes. <laughs> I listened to what the same one time, but it's like super fucking famous song. Like you don't know who we're. I want to be loved by you alone. <laughs> boop boop be doop. Mike and Carol like, go. Fuck you for not knowing that song, Dick. That's Americana. <laughs> Mike and Carol go on to sing together, and on the big finish, Alice pops her head in and says, "Boop boop be doop." Mike and Carol look over at her, and she awkwardly says. Oh, pardon my boop. I just got carried away. And she leaves the room. Mike and Carol just laugh. <laughs> Alice is like, sorry, pardon my boop. I was just wondering where the fuck my laundry went. <laughs> <laughs> the laundry's sitting right here. I thought I lost the I laundry. Know- my my freaking boss is going to fire me. They're not going to believe that somebody took and started singing with it. Ass. I know Carol didn't touch it, so. Hmm. <laughs> so to me, it was amazing how Mike has, you know, the ability of telekinesis to be able to play ukulele without actually, you know, changing his fingers. That's to me, that's amazing. Um, and I swear I thought Alice said, pardon my poop, which just made me laugh like a 12 year old, but that's not what she says. She said boop. So that sucked. <laughs> I get a little confused because, you know, He's like, I'm going to play this at the Roaring Twenties party, but you know, nothing really says Roaring Twenties like a ukulele. I don't know. It just right. Was there a lot of you know uke shredding in the twenties? It's like nothing says ukulele. Nothing says Roaring Twenties like Hawaii. <laughs> like he didn't bust the ukulele at like, and that's another thing is in Hawaii. If you remember, Bobby and Cindy had to meet with some Hawaiian dudes that played at the hotel to get them. To show them Don how Ho. to play something on the ukulele. Because they yeah. apparently had no idea what the hell the instrument was and how to play it. <laughs> and it turns out they're fucking dead. Could play it the whole time. <laughs> I feel like he just got it because he said, because she was like, I thought I heard something. And he's like, you did. Bam. And he's like, I want to learn how to play this thing. So I feel like he just got it. Yeah. So I don't know. He was inspired he must have been- by he must have been playing oh, a record in the background and just pretending like he was strumming on it because <laughs> homeboy wasn't playing. And I don't mean like I ain't playing. I mean he wasn't playing. <clears throat> Homie don't play that shit. He literally <laughs> didn't play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Scene six. Hmm. See what I did there? Anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Up in the boys' room, Bobby is sitting at the desk working on homework. Still in a daze, he starts to daydream about Millicent. Oh shit. Oh shit. Bobby is shooting hoops in the backyard. Millicent comes running into the yard from the back gate and is running in slow motion towards him. Bobby throws the basketball down and begins to run to her with outstretched arms in slow motion. <laughs> Soft violin music plays well specifically what is a youth but anyways as they lock hands and spin in circles around each other they stop bobby reaches in and gives her a kiss they both just smile at each other oh hell yeah after bobby has his daydream he walks over to the bathroom and quickly closes the door no, that's not right. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, you I did. did. Yeah. 
for that was me. <laughs> um, no, he walks over to the mirror and practices kissing faces. <laughs> but just then, Peter comes in and catches him. Hmm. Peter says, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, warming up for an ugly contest? <laughs> that shit cracked me up. That's so fucked up. It's such a brother thing to say. It's such a dick thing to say, but it's funny. Bobby thinks quickly and says, uh, no, I'm I'm practicing for whistling contest. I entered a whistling contest. Bobby then demonstrates his technique. Peter says, you've got a dumb pucker. What did he call him? <laughs> I saw P and I was like, that's why I started going, you are a, I was like, nope, that's not what it says. Okay. <laughs> it's not, that's not an F. That's a P. Okay. <clears throat> Cindy arrives in the room and says, I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Bobby asks, what kind of secret? Cindy repeats again. That's for me to know and for you to find out. <laughs> Bobby asks, do you think she's got something on you, Pete? Pete says, me? I haven't done anything. It's probably you. Bobby <laughs> says, not me. I've got the cleanest conscience in town. Who cares about Cindy and her dumb secret? Hmm. Mm. Uh, the scene when they're running towards each other in slow motion. Yeah. It reminded me of that SNL skit. Do you remember that? Some that sure. skit? Well, it was kind of a run on skit where it would show like a video of like this couple like running towards each other on a beach in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Maybe that music, you know, just that all those like uh um string instruments just going. And um and there was always like some narration over top of it. And it was always like they were young, they were in love, and then something funny would happen. Like there was one where they completely ran into each other, like face to face, just boom. And then the narration was like, "And they needed glasses." <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember that one. <laughs> yeah. I always like it when they bust out with "What Is a Youth?" because I want to say, um, um, Romeo and Juliet came out in what sixty eight. I don't know. Um, but that song was made popular by Romeo, by the movie Romeo and Juliet. So <clears throat> I always, I always like hearing that. I had to, uh, I probably told the story before, but I, last time I sang at a wedding, I, that's what I sang. I sang, what is a youth? So hmm. that's kind of neat. I feel like this is like the third time they've used it on the show. It is. Yeah. It's almost like Benedict <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> um, it looked for a second, like they were running in the same direction. Hmm. Like, it, like what I mean by that is like you saw the gate and everything behind her. And I thought I could be wrong. I thought in the second shot, you see the gate behind Bobby too. Like they fucked up and they had him running from the same <laughs> direction. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but also, um, no, that was it. The last note's about the same thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Scene seven. Seven. We quickly cut to Bobby in the girl's room talking to Cindy. He says, okay, Cindy, what's your secret? Cindy, while sitting on her bed, reading a comic, she says, I'll give you a hint. It starts with the letter M. Bobby thinks for a second, M. Like in money? Cindy gets up and says, nope. M like you find it in Holland. And it goes round and round. Bobby says, Cindy, windmill doesn't start with an M. Cindy says, the second half of it does. Bobby asks, mill? Cindy nods and says, now add this to it as she holds up a coin. Bobby says, Mill Penny? <laughs> Cindy shakes her head. Bobby guesses, Mill Lincoln? 
mill scent? Cindy stirs, nodding her head yes with excitement, like a dog wanting a treat. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> is still trying to figure it out, and Cindy is giving him clues to stretch it out. Bobby is trying to work it out and says, mill scent. Mill scent. Then realizes it and says angrily, Millicent. I thought that his delivery that was so perfect. Because <laughs> he says it mad. He's all pissed. He realizes everything. Um, Cindy points to her nose with a big grin. Bobby puts his hands on his hips and asks, what do you know about Millicent? Ooh, dang. Cindy says, only this. And she puckers her lips together and makes kisses noises. <laughs> Bobby says, you were spying. Cindy says, I was not. I just happened to be looking where I wasn't supposed to. Bobby begins to plead. He says, Cindy, you've got to protect me. I'm your brother. Cindy chuckles and asks, protect you from Millicent? <laughs> Bobby says, no, from Greg and Peter. If they find out, I'll be ruined for life. For life. Cindy says, <laughs> Cindy says, at your age, that's a long time. Bobby pleads some more. Please, Cindy, promise you won't say anything to anyone about Millicent kissing me. Please. Just then, the rest of the siblings walk in on a mission. Greg says, Cindy, we want to talk to you. Cindy asks, about what? Peter pipes up and says, I'll give you a hint. I've got a secret. I've got a secret. <laughs> I mean, that's what you sound like. That's what we hear. Let's make it a bug. <laughs> Marcia says, we want to know what the secret is. Jan adds, and who you've got it on. Cindy says, none of you. Bitches only turn up with their friends. What? I can't make this shit up, what? bitch. Greg has. <laughs> then who? They all look at Bobby. Bobby just stands there and smiles <laughs> in an attempt to look innocent, which rhymes with Millicent. Oh, there you go. oh shit. You like that? <laughs> Marcia says, oh, so the secret's on Bobby. Okay. <laughs> the girls ask what it is. Cindy says, well, the secret is... She stops, looks at Bobby and says, the secret is... Bobby gives a look of plea. Cindy says, the secret is... And then she looks around the room and then says, the secret is... No, <laughs> There is no secret. This sends the older siblings in an uproar. Oh. Greg asks, well, then what's what's all this I've got to think stuff for? Cindy says, well, if I hadn't done that, would I be getting all this attention? Hmm? The older siblings all scoff and walk out of the room. Bobby smiles and says, thanks, Cindy. If you weren't a girl, I'd kiss you. Cindy just smiles at him. So, so wait a minute. He's yeah. not hung up on the fact that it's his sister. Mm -mm. He's hung up on the fact that it's a girl. Yeah. That's it. So if like if it was if Greg or, or Peter would have done that, they'd be making out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to make sure I clarify that. Blood don't mean a thing around here. <laughs> Apparently penises don't either. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Scene eight. Back downstairs in the den, Carol is trying on her Roaring Twenties dress. She's dancing around in it for Mike. Carol <laughs> asks, do you like it? Mike asks, did you really make that yourself? 
Carol says, no, I remade it. I found it in the trunk in the attic. Do you like it? You know, like a liar. <laughs> Mike says, I think it's terrific. Carol asks, do you like the fringe? Mike says, I like the fringe benefits. Oh, hi Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am liking them fringe benefits. <laughs> and... What's underneath them? Yeah. Oh, shit. Carol just laughs. (laughs) Meanwhile, Bobby walks in and Mike greets him. Carol poses and asks, hi, son. Do you like my dress? Bobby, (laughs) without comment on the dress, says, mom, do you mind if I talk to dad alone for a minute? It's kind of a father son thing. Carol says, oh, since I don't qualify for either, I'll see you around. She then dances out of the room. Hmm. She seemed awfully happy about not having to be there for that. But anyways. <clears throat> no, I think she just knows that Michael will tell him later. <laughs> no. Plus, you know, it's not his real mom. No, I'm sorry. That's what <laughs> <laughs> The father and son then take seats in the chairs in the den. Mike asks, so what's on your mind? Bobby says, well, remember when you asked me if I had a problem? Mike says, yes. Bobby goes on. The problem is, I don't know if I have a problem. Hmm. Mike chuckles. Bobby asks, do you know what I mean? Mike says, "Uh, no, but I'm sure we (laughs) can figure the problem out, especially if you're not sure if you really have one. Bobby says, well, dad, did you ever kiss a girl when you were my age? Mike smiles and says, yeah, I kind of remember that I did. Yeah. Bobby asks, did something special happen? Mike says, well, of course, but that goes away, especially if you jerk off afterwards. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> no, but he should have. <laughs> no, no. Mike chuckles and actually says, sure did. Her father walked in. Bobby oh. laughs and says, I mean, how did you feel? I mean, did you see skyrockets or something? Mike smiles and says, well, not skyrockets. Fireworks, maybe. No, (laughs) (laughs) but a few little firecrackers, maybe. Bobby asks, Well, if you did see skyrockets, does that mean you're in love? (laughs) Mike sighs and says, Well, Bobby, that all depends. I mean, I suppose it could, but Bobby asks, People who are in love get engaged, right? Mike says, Well, Bobby goes on, and then they get married. Mike says, Well, I think in your case, I'd recommend a long engagement. Bobby asks, how long? Mike says, about 10 years. Mike <laughs> takes a step back and says, son, um, love, marriage, and, and engagements is a wonderful business, but you want to make sure of those skyrockets. Bobby thinks for a second and says, make sure, huh? Bobby then gets up and says, thanks, dad. I'll keep in touch. Mike says, <laughs> okay, you do that. And then smiles. <laughs> so I have some continuity errors here. <laughs> <laughs> so Carol says that she found the dress in the attic. Right. Hmm. Well, she wasn't a liar. Yeah, I caught on that too. So it was in Greg's room. So Greg had a dress like that. So what was a Greg yeah. like? What was a dress like that doing in her son's or oldest son's bedroom? Right. Because before Greg moved up there, 
<clears throat> everything was completely exactly. cleared out of the attic. There he was even nothing noticed in there. a box of books sitting off to the side of the Martian because that was part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. what the hell is this box of books doing here? Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't say that. He said this box. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what attic she was in, but. Mm. Mm-hmm. Unless she found it when they cleaned out the attic room and she set it off to the side. That'd be the only or, thing that they should say that. Or she found it at the store last, you know, down the street in exchange right. for money. You know, like a liar. But she just told them, oh, no, I've had this for years. you never seen this? I mean, well, first off, why would they have it? Because if you think about it, if this was the 70s, yeah. the, the 1940s or no, I'm sorry, the 1920s was 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that would be like us finding something from the 70s, like in our attic. Yeah, I've had it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No, especially if we weren't even born in the 70s. Like, if we weren't alive, like, if we didn't know anything in the 70s, it's like, not like either one of us were old. Well, I remember 78 and 79. Yeah. But I wasn't old enough to keep shit and have it in my attic. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, like these old pair of bell-bottom jeans with butterflies on them. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've had the, these adult pants I've had exactly. since the 70s. I, I saved these when I was four, okay? Why are you on my back? <laughs> so, yeah, I thought the quote-unquote something special was kind of funny. Um, it used to happen to me you know, all the time in math class. So I, to me, it sounded like a boner. Like, did something special happen to you? <laughs> like, well, that's normal. Like, they call that an erection, son. Um <laughs> What did it say? Did your math class turn into shop class? <laughs> <What was laughs> no, math class, math class turned into wood shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, so if you had somebody Bobby's age, like a 10 or 11 year old boy yeah, and they walked in and asked you this, how seriously would you take the question? You know what I mean? Because I mean, Mike tends to take this kind of seriously. Like, you know, I would absolutely take it seriously. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't find it like silly or farcical. Like if, if he, came in talking about being in love when he was like 10 or 11. Yeah. I would take it very serious, okay. but yeah. I would also, you know, kind of like he did like, well, you need to kind of slow down, you know, it's like, <laughs> and, but you know, explore it. Sure. Yeah. But, okay. you know. No, I would do the same thing. I, w- I wouldn't take it hyper serious. Like, Oh my gosh, are you going to get engaged? I wouldn't like play into it like that, but I would <laughs> yeah. for sure take their feelings as serious. Yeah. yeah. I think you can be that young and have those kind of feelings. Oh, for sure. I know I did. Cause I know when you're just, you know, five years older and somebody says, you know, <laughs> can you repeat the question? I know that, that hurts God. pretty bad. I know, I know, I know I can imagine what that feels like. And then she's like, you know, <laughs> no, I'm not interested. Don't you have a can scene? I talk to to tack on the scene? Can I talk to tack on the phone? <laughs> that. And you see her next day in, in PE class in a swimming pool. And she, hi, Jimmy, how's it going? You're like, <laughs> I can imagine what that feels like. All right. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so C9. That's you. That's not me. <laughs> oh, that is me. Sorry. <laughs> C9. <laughs> Later that afternoon, Bobby heads, <laughs> Bobby heads over through town past the schoolhouse and the Olsen Mercantile and over to the ink. Oh, sorry. Wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he heads over to Millicent's house. <laughs> he rings the doorbell and fixes his hair. Millicent opens the door and pokes her head out. Bobby says, Hi, Millicent. I just have to make sure of something. Millicent asks, What? Bobby says, 
whether it skyrockets or not. Then without warning, Bobby leans in and kisses her right on the lips. Oh, damn. He looks up and sure enough, skyrockets in flight. Ooh, afternoon delight. <laughs> Bobby smiles and confirms, yeah, it's skyrockets. Millicent shakes her head and says, Bobby, I don't think you should have done that. Bobby asks, why not? Millicent says, I'm contagious. The doctor thinks I may have the mumps. Bobby asks with shock, the mumps? Millicent just shrugs and closes the door. Hmm. Well, I looked it up hmm. and I don't think hallucinations are part of the mumps. So I think he's probably good. <laughs> um, but also Bobby got his first STD. That's so, that's so cute. <laughs> First STD tag. This is you should get him a cake or something. <laughs> so season one deals with the measles. Okay, and now we're dealing with the mumps. Yeah, like what century is this? Like next thing you know, there'll be a yellow fever epidemic or something. Sorry, that's an inside joke for all the Little House fans out there. Oh, oh I keep forgetting that this is this isn't about Little House on the Prairie. I, I keep thinking it's the Brady Bunch. <laughs> 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 um, so <clears throat> the mumps is still a disease, isn't it? Cause when I well, looked it up, I looked country. up to see what, what some of the, the symptoms were, it says it is a disease and it even went through to characterize like, you know, the symptoms and all that. So I think it's still a, a well, yeah. legit disease. Yeah. It's out there, but we have vaccinations and all that. So okay. we oh, don't, okay. I see what you're saying. we okay. don't get them here in the States <laughs> anymore. Okay. So. so he's, you know. A liar. You know, like a liar. <laughs> All right, so this is where we take our next break. So Bobby kissed his first girl. Oh, shit. And now may come down with a mumps. Ain't that some shit? It's like losing your virginity and catching crabs. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like what you said. He has first STD. All right, we'll be back. Coming in the fall of 2022, Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel inspired by the toys and cartoons of the 1980s. Click the link in today's show notes to preview now. The book follows 11-year-old Tommy Grant, who is trying to deal with some unfavorable circumstances in his otherwise tranquil life in rural 1980s Ohio. He retreats to the thing he loves most, the Order of Cosmic Champions long-running animated TV program and line of toys that provides Tommy with a much-needed boost of joy, especially when he discovers that the manufacturer is holding a nationwide create-a-character contest. The winning design will be made into an action figure and be sold the world over, with its creator becoming president for a day at the headquarters of the manufacturer. But when Tommy's character design loses out, his world begins to crumble, and you can only think of one way to fix it. Find the kid that submitted the winning design and try to convince him to help make Tommy's dream come true. Visit orderofcosmicchampions.com now where you can read about the inspiration for the new book. Watch the teaser trailer. Listen to the official theme song, Stand or Fall by Stan Bush. See action figure designs based on the Order of Cosmic Champions characters. 
and sign up for updates on the novel's progress and upcoming release date. That's orderofcosmicchampions.com or click the link in today's show notes. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel by Anthony Rapino and Anthony Great, coming in the fall of 2022. And we are uh, back. All right. That was a good break. That was good. That was good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I, I was going to attempt to do some clips, but I just can't do it with this leg. Well, I was surprised <laughs> that you were trying to do it still sitting in the chair. Like, like what was that? A <laughs> well, bungee cord you were using? What is that? Like, I guess technically you're still sitting in the chair. Yeah. But I mean. Well, that's why I couldn't do it. I was like bungee cord to the chair. Okay. And it, yeah. Huh. This is weird. It was a good try, though. I mean, it was funny. It could have ended up on Jackass or something. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> all right. So this episode is all about first kisses. Okay. So we're going to tell our story about our first. Have you had a first kiss yet? Yeah. Right? No. No. Uh-uh. Still mm-hmm. waiting for that. Well, <laughs> Not too. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So so what was your first kiss? If you can remember that far back. Well, me and me and Tech <laughs> were in eighth grade. No, I'm teasing. Um, that's a rumor in high school, and I would, that's not a real rumor. Um, I was I was really young. I was like 18. <laughs> not even. I'm not. I wish I was kidding. I really, genuinely wish I was kidding. I don't think you were 18. No, you weren't. Eight. Were you 18? You uh, must Carolina. have been a new 18, huh? But you were still in high school. So. Uh, yeah, it was my senior year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So as as you know, the summer between my 11th and 12th grade year, I moved to Illinois. Yeah. Right. My father had passed away prior to that and we were having money problems. And so we moved to Illinois to stay with my aunt. So my mom could start off new, get a job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I moved up to Illinois and one of my aunt's rules for living in her house was we had to go to her church. So we went to her church, Mm -hmm. Union Baptist Chapel, Decatur, Illinois. It's an awesome church. And so we went up there and I met this girl named Carol. She was a senior as well, went to a different high school. We started dating. Right. Mm. So it was like three or four months into dating. And she, she voices to me that she's a little, not really offended, but a little disappointed that I hadn't tried literally anything. <laughs> I think we had held yeah. hands and that was it. That's all I had tried. <laughs> right. This was after three months, me being a senior <laughs> in high school at 18 years old. Right. And so um, the next stop sign that we got to, cause I was driving back to her, her, her house. Um, mm. I thought, okay, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it at the stop sign. You know, you want to, you want to call me out? I'm all, you, you know, <laughs> play with the blue, you get the, the horns. You know what I mean? And, um, so I, I, I had to think of some really slick shit to say before I leaned <laughs> in for it. And so you, you want to know what slick shit I said to her? Hey, this is some What's cool shit. shit. You guys, you guys listening, all you, you know, newer generations, you can use this. If you're still going for your, you can use this shit. Okay. You ready for take, this? They should take notes. They should take notes. Are you ready for this shit? <laughs> yep. I got to warn you, my lips are chapped. <laughs> well, I mean, it's okay, but go ahead. What did you say? Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just went for it. I just went for it. Cause it was like getting to be wintertime in Illinois and they, they really were chapped. Yeah. I, I, you know, I had Carmex, but it didn't really help. Anyways. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I didn't see fireworks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Skyrockets. Um, <laughs> but that shit was pretty cool. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, that was, that was my first kiss. 
Oh, well, good. Yeah. I was a late bloomer, so to speak. Well, don't worry. So was I. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a late bloomer myself. Um, <clears throat> so, my first kiss happened, um, you know, about the same time. But, of course, I'm a, a year behind you. Okay. Oh, oh, so, so the same, same time chronologically, not in the same chronologically, year. Chronologically, yeah, okay. not the same year. Mine happened a year later. But I'm a year younger than you, but it was also my senior year. All right. I don't know if I was 17 or 18. I don't remember. Um, I'm probably going to, I think I was 17. Okay. Um, and so it was my <clears throat> first real girlfriend in high school. Um, I didn't get my first real girlfriend until I was like in a senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she was a sophomore and her name was Lana, which I'm still friends with her on Facebook. This was in Indiana? So. Yeah, sorry. So, And I, <clears> I just junior, talked to Carol just yesterday. She had messaged me through <laughs> Facebook, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I, when you moved up to Illinois, me and my mom also moved up to Illinois Correct, too yeah. and lived with you and went to the church and all that as well. And then, um, my, for my senior year, you graduated. And so me and my mom moved on to Indiana closer to her family. And so, um, we went to a different high school and then, um, Atlanta and then we started dating. Same kind of thing. So we were dating for a while mm-hmm. and she was getting a little frustrated to the point where <laughs> like we met working, we both worked at Taco Bell. Okay. Um, and that's where we, we met. And, but we went to the same high school, but it was a really big high school. There was like, I don't know, like a thousand kids or whatever. And, um, so I didn't really see her much around the school. <clears throat> and, um, so anyway, and there was one, one night where, uh, um, one of the managers, it was a young chick manager, but she was like an adult. She was, to me, it seemed like she was 30, but she was probably like 20 or something. <laughs> I don't even know. But, um, <clears throat> so she pulls us both to the back room one time and Atlanta must have been talking to her about us or something. Oh. She goes, cause she goes, um, so you like her, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, and you like him, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, so why don't you guys kiss? <laughs> what? And I was like, I was like, Oh my God. You know, just like, come on, you put me on the spot. You know, she's like, so I feel like, Lana must have talked to her and be like, yeah, we've been dating for like a month and like nothing, you know, kind of a thing. So, um, <laughs> so nothing happened that day at work. I didn't kiss her or anything. I was just too embarrassed. And I was just like, eh. so we were out together one night and I was dropping her off at home <laughs> and we're sitting in her driveway in that awkward, you know, like yep. I had a really good time. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. <laughs> so this is me, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so finally I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. Now's the chance. So I <laughs> once again in a car, right. but we're out in front of her vehicle or out in front of her house. And so I, I turn to her and I say, <laughs> I take your advice. And I say, I got to warn you, my lips are a little chapped. Damn right. And that shit works. Shit works every time I've said it before kissing. Every time, hell yeah! Every I time. went in, I went for it. My wife, my wife, like mouths it with me when I say it because I say it. <laughs> and she, she just go, <sighs> yes, yeah, melts. And so I kissed her, and then uh, I was like, wow! And I saw skyrockets. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that was my first kiss story. Boom. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Yeah, those are special times. All right, so 
You ready to get back into this? I am ready to get back into this. All right. So when we left off, Bobby mocked his older brothers for liking girls over basketball and proudly stated he'd never kiss a girl ever. Right. But to his surprise, he kissed his first girl no less than five minutes later. Hell yeah. Now the big question is, is it love? That I'm feeling. Sorry. Or is it mumps? Hmm. Hmm. Wait a minute. You're saying that he was feeling her mumps? <laughs> That's gross, Tech. She was like 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Scene 10. Back <clears throat> in the kitchen, Alice is on the phone with Sam again. Oh, geez. She says, oh, I better give you the latest news on the Roaring Twenties party. I've entered us in the Charleston contest. Right. Well, where are your shin guards, Sam? Because when I do the Charleston, it's every man for himself. <laughs> All right. Mm. I'll see you tomorrow night. Bye, Sam. As she hangs up the phone, Bobby walks in looking a little down in the mumps. <laughs> <laughs> see what Tuck did there? <laughs> Alice sees this and says, that's a pretty long face for a short fella. Anything wrong? <laughs> Bobby says, I'll say. I know a guy who's really worried. Alice says, well, that covers a lot of guys. Can you narrow it down a little bit? Bobby says, well, he's a friend of mine. He thinks he might have the mumps. Alice says, now that is a lumpy problem. Bobby asks, how can he tell if he's got it for sure, Alice? Alice begins to put dishes away and says, well, are his neck glands swollen? With her back turned, Bobby feels his neck and says, no. Not yet. Alice goes on puffiness around his cheeks. She turns her back to him again as he checks his cheeks. He says, no, not yet. Alice says, well, just to be on the safe side, he really ought to stay away from everybody until he knows for sure. Bobby says, until he knows for sure, huh? Alice says, yeah, he doesn't want to go around giving everybody the mumps. Bobby says, oh, no. Alice looks at him. He quickly recovers and says, I mean, he wouldn't want to do that. He thanks Alice for the info and he heads upstairs. Hmm. So I I looked it up because I was curious. Typical symptoms wouldn't appear for 16 to 18 days after exposure. Damn. So these kids would be waiting a while if this was real life. (laughs) And also I want to apologize because my dog is snoring. So if you if you hear a weird <laughs> sound in the background, it's my dog. So I apologize. <laughs> All, right. All right. Scene 11. Next in the bathroom upstairs, Bobby is gargling with some sort of pink liquid. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he spits it out and looks in the mirror for any signs of the mumps. Nothing yet. So he heads into the bedroom, grabs a tape measure from a drawer and measuring for swelling. Just then, Peter walks in again and asks, what are you measuring your neck for? Bobby quickly pulls it off and tries to put it away. Bobby says, (laughs) 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 Bobby says, "Uh, I just wanted to see how thick it was getting. Peter says, I've measured that shit before. (laughs) (laughs) It'll It'll never be as thick as your head. Bobby puts his hands on his hips and sarcastically says, very funny. Peter walks over and says, let me measure your head. 
Bobby pulls away from him and says, no, don't come near me. Peter asks, what's wrong? Bobby says, I don't want you to mess up my hair. (laughs) Bobby then runs off. Peter says, I think the hair is growing on the inside of your head and it's tickling your brain. (laughs) That's just a funny visual. (laughs) (laughs) um, Good good one, Pete. (laughs) Notice the glass bottle of mouthwash. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's weird the pink stuff yeah um why would he have had that tape measure in the drawer that's a tape measure know. you use for like sewing jimmy come on oh to measure their dicks come on come on <laughs> measure their penises come on now yeah okay that makes more sense yeah it's like oh you're touching that you know where that's been <laughs> quick let's measure how long our tongues are <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Marsha in here to see. <laughs> Let's measure our chest. Marsha, you first. <laughs> anyway, so I just noticed the wallpaper. So it, it looks like old vintage newspaper oh, yeah, clippings, yeah. kind of a pattern or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. You mentioned it last week. Hell so. yeah. Hmm. That's cool. All right. Scene 12. All right. It's family dance rehearsal time. Everyone mm-hmm. is dressed up in the Roaring Twenties outfits. Carol says, all right, everybody, this is our final rehearsal. And the important thing about the Charleston is to not kick anybody. Mm. Everyone giggles. Hmm. Carol turns to Mike and says, especially you, so spread out. Everyone giggles and spreads out to do the dance. Just then, Mike says, hold it. Where's Bobby? Peter pipes up and says, oh, he's upstairs. He says he doesn't like the Charleston. Hmm. DJ Greg then puts on the 1920s tunes, and they all begin Hmm. to dance to Charleston. We are treated to some fantastic handheld shots of the family Hmm. dancing their cares away. Mm -hmm. Mike says, remember the trick is to never let your feet leave your legs. (laughs) They all continue to dance and laugh and have the best time ever. Mm -hmm. As they continue to have fun, Bobby walks out and watches his family from the top of the stairs. He smiles as his family goes on living their best life. More handheld <laughs> shots continue. Bobby's smile is quickly waned by a frown. Mm. He gets up and he runs off. Hmm. Jimmy, remember when our families would all get together and do the Charleston in the living room and all that? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. Let's do it now. <laughs> um, yeah. Why are all the kids involved? Like this isn't something kids would enjoy. I mean, might as well do a um, hoedown. You must have missed like the like handheld shots. They were having the time of their lives. Yes. Um, first of all, Carol was being kind of a kind of a bitch about it because <laughs> she, first of all, she was way too into it, and she was flailing around so much that people had to like make a circle around her because she wasn't paying the fuck attention to what she was doing. So. Yeah, I, I kind of wish I kind of wish the director would have been like, okay, you need to calm down because <laughs> this isn't about you. The, you. Everybody has to have room and it's just a limited space. So you need to calm the shit down. Okay, first of all, she was living her best life and I feel like she just can't win with you no matter what she does. No, she can't. Because <laughs> <laughs> Carol is selfish. She's extremely selfish. So. And she's out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> Scene 13. In the master bedroom, we see Bobby on the phone. He says, hello, Millicent. Hi, this is Bobby Brady. Millicent says, oh, hi, Bobby. How are you feeling? 
Bobby says, so far so good. Are you swollen or anything? Millicent says, not yet. Bobby asks, well, are you sure you got the mumps? She says, I won't know for sure until tomorrow morning when the doctor comes over. He's actually a veterinarian, but he's a good doctor too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a uh, another little house reference. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> Bobby says, well, call me as soon as you can in the morning, will you? Millicent says, 10 o'clock, okay? Bobby says, don't forget, I'm in a tough spot. She says, you shouldn't have kissed me so quick. I didn't have a chance to tell you anything. Bobby says, it's those darn skyrockets. Millicent says, huh? Bobby says, never mind. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bobby hangs up the phone and says to himself, I guess I'll just have to stay away from everyone until tomorrow morning. Mm. That should be really hard seeing, you know, that he's going to bed. <laughs> um, why is he in his parents' well, Not everybody room? sleeps in until 10 a.m., Jimmy. <laughs> Who sleeps till 10 a.m.? I sleep till 1, thank you. Um, Damn. Why is he in his parents' room? I don't know. I mean, like, let's spread mumps all over the parents' bedroom yeah, right, and yeah. stuff like that. It's almost like, oh, we haven't used this set in a while. Let's use this one. Make sure it still works. <laughs> well, I imagine that's where another phone is. Um, uh, maybe he just wants privacy, only- I guess. Yeah. But who's well, to say somebody wasn't going to pick up the phone from downstairs because they didn't know he was on it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway. It's a chance you had to take. I guess. <clears throat> I don't know why they just don't use their cell phone. <laughs> Scene 14. Texter. Oh, because he's too young to have a cell phone. Right. Yeah. Scene 14. It's night night time in the Brady household. <laughs> Everyone's all tuckered out from dancing and having a super time. <laughs> Carol walks into the boys' room to check on him. She walks over to Peter's bed and makes sure he's all tucked in. She walks over to Bobby's <laughs> bed to check in on him and discovers Joe Namath in his bed. <laughs> now, wait, sorry. Joe Namath is Joe Namath is Joe Namath's jersey and helmet in his bed <laughs> stuffed to make it look like he was in bed. Oh, right. Carol quickly runs over and turns on the light and calls out for Peter to wake up. She asks, where's Bobby? Peter, barely awake, says, huh? He's sleeping. (laughs) As he points to Joe Namath. (laughs) Carol says, oh, no, he isn't. He's not in his bed. Peter jumps up and says, he was. Carol runs out of the room, calling for Mike. Mike, do something. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So ADR in the scene? You think? It would seem like it was all ADR the whole thing. Nah, what made you think that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like the worst ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, that was like right up there with like Japanese like kung fu movies being dubbed in you know, English. <laughs> it, it was that quality. Um, yeah. I never realized that Bobby is sleeping where Greg used to. Yeah. So why would they dismantle their bunk beds? Why wouldn't they just keep the bunk beds so they'd have more room, you know, like in Step Brothers? You know what I mean? They'd have so much more room know. if they would just kept the bunk beds like they were. <laughs> I guess. It's a pretty big room, though. I don't yeah, know. but they'd have even more room. They'd be able to have yeah. the, the Roaring Twenties party in their room. <laughs> it's true. All right, scene 15. Carol runs into the master bedroom and says, Mike, Bobby's gone. Mike, while reading a book, asks, what do you mean gone? Carol says, 
well, you know when someone's here <laughs> and then they're not here. No. Carol says, well, he made up his bed to look like he was in it, but he wasn't there. Mike closes his book and says, hmm, let's go take a look around. Greg then runs in and asks, what's all the excitement? Carol says, Bobby's gone. Mike asks, Greg, did you see him downstairs? Greg says, no, I was watching the late show. Carol asks, do you suppose he could have ran away, Mike? Mike puts his robe on and says, well, let's go take a look and see if his bicycle is there. Come on. The three of them head out of the room. Mm. <clears throat> so the only reference I could see to the late show was the yeah. late show with Burt Reynolds. That's the only thing mm. I could really find that is specifically called the late show. So maybe this was just a generic term for like the tonight show. I think kind of so. Um, well, you have the tonight show and then he had late night with whoever, like they had I don't think it was then? David Letterman yet, but I think so. Cause it was late night with David Letterman. Yeah. Yeah. That was more towards like the eighties. Yeah. And but, stuff, I, I but I don't, I, and I genuinely don't know the answer. I don't know if, if David Letterman took over for somebody. Yeah. I don't know either. So anyways, if any of the listeners know, feel free to either, you know, post it on Facebook, which you guys sometimes do, which is awesome. <laughs> or, mm -hmm. um, email. And inform <laughs> us because we don't know. We weren't part of that generation, so we don't. We literally don't know. And we could Google yeah. it, but why? Then we learn, but you don't. Why? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> Scene sixteen. <laughs> Six. Six. Mike, Carol, Greg, and Peter all head out to the backyard. Carol asks, "Are you sure you didn't have a fight with Bobby?" They both say they didn't. Peter says he sure was acting weird. Mike asks, "What do you mean weird?" Peter says, he kept looking at himself in the mirror. Greg says, his bike is still here. Carol says, well, that's a good sign. Peter pipes up and says, he could have hitchhiked away or walked or maybe even roller skated. <laughs> Mike sarcastically says, we appreciate your optimism, Peter. Carol hmm. says, honey, why don't we check the neighborhood? Greg adds, well, we don't know how long he's been gone. Peter pipes up again and says, yeah, he could be miles away by now, maybe in another city. Mike, tired of his mouth, says, you've brought us enough good news for one night, Peter. <laughs> Just then, music is heard as Greg says, dad, do you hear music? Mike says, yes, I do. <laughs> they all That's all Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> they all look around to see where it's coming from. Detective Carol deduces and says, mm. it seems mm. to be coming from over there. <laughs> they all walk over and they see legs sticking out from Tiger's doghouse. <laughs> Mike reaches down and pulls on his ankles and out slides Bobby with a radio playing on his chests. <laughs> Bobby stops the music, sits up and says, I guess we've all probably wondered what I'm doing out here, huh? Carol says, well, the question has crossed our minds. Mike says, and I hope the answer is a good one or you're really going to be in the doghouse. Mm -hmm. Bobby looks around and sighs. Hmm. So I think like another mystery they need to solve is where the fuck is Tiger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. And Fluffy, for that matter, but we all know why. Yeah, Fluffy's we've given there. up on Fluffy, but Tiger. <laughs> mm, I mean, they cared about enough to bring him to a wedding. 
I guess they just don't mm-hmm. care enough about it to bring yeah, they, his loss up to the police. Bobby even refers to him as, he's our brother. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It is amazing that they didn't hear the music until after they had walked away from it. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. They were close to it and they walked away. And until they're on the other side of the yard, they're like, wait a minute. I hear music now. <laughs> Scene 17. In the family room, Bobby has just told Mike and Carol what has been going on. Oh, damn. Carol says, Bobby, for your first kiss, did you have to pick a girl with the mumps? <laughs> Bobby says, I didn't exactly pick her. She kissed me first. Mike and Carol giggle. Mike laughs and says, women's lib starts early. Am I right? (laughs) Eh? (laughs) High five. (laughs) Carol asks, well, didn't you notice that her face was swollen? (laughs) 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 Bobby says, it wasn't. Besides, I was too busy watching the skyrockets. Bobby just smiles. Carol asks, skyrockets? Mike says, he means fireworks. <laughs> Mike says, yeah, I'll explain that one later. Carol sighs and says, well, honey, we really appreciate you trying to protect us, but I sure wish you would have told us about it. Bobby says, Greg and Peter would have laughed me right out of town. Mike says, well, now you got to laugh yourself all the way to the doctor's <laughs> office for a checkup. Carol says, you know, Mike. This could be all over school. We better have all the kids in for a checkup. <laughs> Boy, it's a lucky thing you and I have both had the mumps. Mike looks at his bride with wide eyes and says, Well, honey, only one of us is lucky, and it ain't me. Hmm. Must be your other husband, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Carol asks, You mean you've never had the mumps? Bobby says, Well, Millicent isn't positive she's even got the mumps. Not until she sees her doctor. Mike asks, when's that? Bobby says, tomorrow morning. She's going to call me when she knows for sure. Carol says, well, I guess we'll just have to wait for a call from Millicent. Bobby says, mom, dad, I'm really sorry. Mike says, oh, that's okay, son. If you had to get the mumps, you got them the best way you can get them. Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, Mike then giggles like a schoolgirl. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm a little irritated at Carol. Shocking. Bobby didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. Like, why are they making him feel like he did? Well, just that he didn't communicate. He didn't I tell guess. them what's going on. I guess, yeah. He'd be like, hey, this girl kissed me. Um, I th- or I kissed this girl and... Um, wait a second. So, like, she kissed him first because they're all like, yeah. Well, did she look like she fucking had mumps? And he's like, Well, she kissed me. No, motherfucker, you kissed her. Nice oh, try, the second fucker. time, yeah. Yeah. The first time she kissed him, she didn't have the mumps or she didn't Oh, know. you're right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, anyway. but, but literally, he kissed, she kissed him first. Yeah. So, but she didn't know she was, you know, contagious but or I mean, anything. How many, honestly, how many times, and, and be honest. And if you, and if I'm wrong, feel free to call me out on it. Okay. In your life, how many times yeah. have you leaned in, like like when you were in the front seat of that car, <laughs> yeah, and you leaned in to kiss her? Were you how, like you're like, hey baby, my lips are chapped, just to warn you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Do you got the mumps? Like, who checks for <laughs> right. shit like that? Like nobody checks for shit for shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me see your. Uh... Mr. Glands on your neck. 
<laughs> reach out and start rubbing them. her neck. Ooh, that's romantic. No, I'm checking for mumps. <laughs> like, shut up for a second. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, um, <laughs> I thought it was funny. You may not have caught this, but when Mike says the line, um, well, if you caught mumps, you've caught it the best way possible. Carol, like, gives Mike mm-hmm. a look like, stop it. Like, that is rude. <laughs> and she gives him a look to the point where Mike, like, looks away like, oh, shit, sorry. And then Carol looks at Bobby <laughs> yeah. and smirks like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> See? That shit cracked me up. <laughs> she makes Mike feel like shit. She turns Bobby like, did you see that? <laughs> like, that's how I got your, I got your dad's dick wrapped around exactly, my little yeah, finger. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <clears throat> All right. Scene 18. Big one. What's that? Big one. Oh, yeah, thank you. You got a big one. I just one. stood up for a second. I'm surprised you saw it. <laughs> the next morning in the kitchen, Bobby sits by the phone and waits for it to ring. He sighs and sits right down for breakfast. You know, with his whole family to eat. Not concerned about quarantining in any way whatsoever. You know, just to <laughs> clarify. He asks, <laughs> what time is it, Dad? Mike says, it's about one minute from the last time you asked me. My dad used to say it to me all the time. Cindy <laughs> says, Millicent sure has a slow doctor. Jan says, by now, Marcus Welby could have cured five diseases and done brain surgery. Hmm. <laughs> Alice then walks over with a tray and asks, more pancakes, anyone? Bobby says, who could eat at a time like this? Carol says, Bobby, not eating isn't going to make the phone ring any faster. Now eat something. Marcia says, all the things I don't need right now, it's mumps. Cindy says, yeah, and if we do get them, it'll all be Bobby's fault. Hmm. Bobby says, my fault? Millicent's your friend. Cindy says, yes, but I don't go around kissing her. Hmm. Bobby says, that's supposed to be a secret. Cindy says, well, you made me say it. Marcia's eyes light up as she asks, is that what the secret was? Jan asks, did you really kiss Millicent? Bobby says, only as an experiment. They all just laugh. Bobby Hmm. says, now the whole neighbor's going to know. That's what happens to a guy with three sisters. Mike says, hmm. okay, you guys, cool it. See that shit? I sound like a dad there for a second. <laughs> I was like the dad on Wonder Years where he's like, be cool, be cool. <laughs> Just then the phone rings. Bobby jumps up, picks up the phone and says immediately, do you have the mumps or don't you? Hmm. Oh, it's you, Sam. Yeah, she's right here. Alice runs over and grabs it. Marsha asks, Alice, will you please make it quick? Bitches only turn up with their friends. I can't make this shit up, bitch. <laughs> you know, because she's her boss. <laughs> right. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Alice says, listen, Sam, I can't talk right now. They're expecting a very important phone call. A special on land chops. <laughs> How much? For that, you must still have the whole wool on them. Yeah, you better bring some over. Marsha then waves to Alice for her to get the fuck off the phone. Bitches only turn up with their friends. <laughs> I can't make this shit up, bitch. Alice says, oh, um, oh, if there's a quarantine sign on the front door, just drop them and run. She then hangs up the phone and says, sorry, when there's a sale on meat, I flip out. <laughs> and she walks back to her duties. <laughs> she <laughs> was going duty. Um, <laughs> why does she care? It's not her money. <laughs> why does she flip out for a sale? It's, it's Mike and Carol's money. Yeah, but you know, saving her boss's <laughs> money, maybe that should get like a bonus. <laughs> But the phone rings again. Bobby jumps Mm. up and answers it. Hello? 
He turns to Mike. It's Millicent. He gets back on the phone and says, do you have it or don't you? Uh Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Thanks. Bye. <laughs> he hangs up the phone. Marsh asks, well, Bobby says that was Millicent. They all say, we know that. Cindy asks, what did she say? Bobby says, well, it was kind of private. Hmm. Carol says, how can the mumps be private? Bobby says, the part where she said I was a good kisser was private. Mike hmm. says, yeah, but what about the mumps? Bobby says, she doesn't have them. They all cheer with glee. The girls Mm. disperse, and Bobby takes a final swig of his OJ and says, well, I'll see you later. Carol yells out, hey, come back here. Where are you going? Bobby says, Millicent said I should come over. Mike says, uh. Hmm. Bobby says, don't worry, Dad. We're not thinking about marriage yet. Mike says, yeah, well, there is something you should be thinking about, you know. He then pulls out a condom. <laughs> okay, I pressed the wrong button. That wasn't supposed to be that one. But uh, I'm, I'm what off. was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be the porn one. Oh. But I guess that works too. All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All the problems you could have caused by hiding the fact that you had been exposed to mumps. Carol says, honey, don't ever be afraid to come and tell us something. Bobby says, I get the message. Mike says, good. And pats him on the shoulder. Bobby asks, now can I go see Millicent? Mike says, go. Bobby thanks them, and out the door he goes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> After he leaves, Carol says, boy, he can't seem to get over those skyrockets, can he? Hmm. Mike says, that's the magic of youth. Too bad we grow up and lose it. Carol says, Who said we have to lose it? Mike looks at her. She reaches over and they make out right on the table. (laughs) Mike pulls away and looks up and sees skyrockets. He says, wow. And he shakes his head. Carol asks skyrockets. Mike says, oh yeah. You too? Carol says, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, duh. I mean, they were all over the place. <laughs> poor, poor Alice stands and watches and says to herself, I don't know what the calendar says, but around here, it's the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> so I <laughs> just commented about no quarantining. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Stay away from everybody. And then so now they're all down at breakfast around the same table. Sharing food. Oh, damn. Look at time making this political. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's not political. Trying to make this topical. (laughs) So, uh, Jan said something about Marcus Welby. Would have had that shit solved in a minute. Anyway, Marcus Welby reference is from Marcus Welby, MD, Mm -hmm. which is a medical drama that ran on ABC from 69 to 76. What's ironic about it is a couple of things. One is Steven Spielberg was on an episode of that. Yeah, on one episode. And if you remember back when Carol had the accident at the shopping center, the judge on that was on Marcus Welby. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, I thought we had another Marcus Welby reference. Yeah. Um, I just realized that they don't have room for the entire family at the kitchen table because Greg and Peter weren't there. Okay. 
They weren't? Like the, the table was full, but Greg and Peter weren't there. So they they hmm. actually don't have room for all of them to sit at the at the kitchen table. Yeah, I, I figured that. <clears throat> yeah. So I found that interesting. Hmm. Um, man, Carol didn't see any damn skyrockets. She may, may have saw a little bottle rocket, but she didn't see any skyrockets. <laughs> Not like Mike did. You could tell she was like definitely quit lying that shit. Damn. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I wish Carol wasn't a liar. You know, like a liar. Mm-hmm. Scene nineteen. The next evening, the Roaring Twenties party is all done and the Bradys have returned home. They walk into the family room, still talking about the festivities. Alice walks in carrying a trophy. Carol says, Alice, I think it's fantastic that you and Sam won the prize for the Charleston contest. Alice says, well, you know something, folks. I'm not sure if I won it fair and square. Mike asks, why not? You're both great dancers. Alice says, I have a confession to make. Sam isn't that good. (laughs) Mike says, well, he sure looked great. Alice says, yeah, and to make sure he would, just before the music started, I dropped a few ice cubes down his back, Mm -hmm. and they all just laugh. Hmm. Okay. Why did Mike have the ukulele again? Because he said he was going to play at the Royal Twins party. I didn't catch that, I guess. Okay. I was kind of confused. I'm like, did he pick that by accident? Like, was that just sitting on the prop table and he picked it up before they went on stage? All right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So that's the end of the episode. episode. Yeah. All right. Neato. So that's cool. Far that was out. a good episode. It was interesting. A little yeah. Bobby. A little Mike, Luke, and Lance, mm-hmm. the only one on the show that gets to kiss anybody except Mike and Carol. That's awesome. <laughs> Does Alice and Sam kiss at any point? I don't know. I don't think so. No, so Mike and Carol are the only two that kiss other than Bobby. Bobby gets to kiss somebody. Nobody else gets to. <laughs> Dang. Mike Luke and Land Pimp. Get it. All right. So I have an email to <laughs> read. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry. worry. That's that's a, a, me and Tech did a video for Kennedy Middle School in Rockledge. And it was mm. like a, a video for new sixth graders coming in from elementary school. And uh, that was one of the lines on our video girl named Gina Dargell. <laughs> yeah. I had a line. Don't worry. So, That's how she delivered it. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. So now it's an inside joke. Me and <laughs> All right. So this one comes to us from alphabet 25. It's hmm. a weird name. But anyway, alphabet says, hi guys. I love your show, and I don't want it to end after after the season. Aww. I highly recommend you guys review Chips next. Ooh. I think a lot of people have the same sentiment towards Chips as they do for the Brady Bunch. It's just as corny, but I love it. Oh, hell yeah. I may, it may have already been done. I don't know. But no one could do it like you guys. Your bud. Oh, his name is Jim. Nice. Not Jim Larson, but another Jim. That's a good idea. That or another show that came up like on my radar was Knight Rider. (laughs) Knight Rider is corny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I I sent him a little message back and um, told him you were still going to do our season six and all that. And then he comes back and says, uh, you guys have to watch Chips. 
Um, I can almost hear your comments and laughing from here. <laughs> and he said, another idea is happy days or three's company. Well, you know, so. you know, Jim, this might, you might find this a little, if you, if you're into chips and you know, chips, you might find this interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, me and, well, let's, let me start by saying me and tax lives have paralleled a lot since we met. And, um, mm-hmm. my first motorcycle, my very first motorcycle was a Kawasaki KZ 1000 in 1980. And I still have it in my garage. It's an LTD 1000. The bikes that they ride in chips is a police 1000. It's the same frame. Um, the engine's a little bit different. The engine is a thousand and fifty cc's. Mine was a thousand and fifteen cc's. But Tack's first mm. motorcycle was a 1982 KZ 750 four cylinder. Um, <laughs> I later on had a motorcycle. I don't know if you ever even saw it, but I later on had a 1982. Uh, KZ 750 twin that my cousin still has to this day. So, you know, the KZ hmm. line is what they rode in chips. And so me and Tech are very familiar with that line of bikes. And so that would be yet yeah. another interesting thing about it. That is a good idea. That's, that's a show. I don't think me and Tech have talked about. That's a good show. Hmm. No. Plus it's a half an hour and not an hour. Like, like Knight Rider. Would is be. it? Yeah. I thought it was. I, was it it half an hour? Hour? I assumed it was an hour. Okay. Um, but Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of good suggestions from people. Um, they're still pouring in. And oh, that's, we're still getting them awesome, all the time. Man. Hell yeah. But I appreciate that. So, Jim, you know what we did here today. Not you, but no, the, the, the Jim yeah. alphabet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we, don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. Only in bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Ty. God, yeah, just go you know read, read the next thing. Read the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this couldn't be possible. And of course, we're talking about Jiminy. We're talking about Ginny and Jim, mm-hmm. the two OPs yep. that, that started it all, the ones that took their first, you know, chance on us. And um and Jim, who just mm-hmm. continues to to help out, you know constantly so yep. uh, without you guys this would be pointless and it wouldn't be possible and uh so yeah we just want to thank you guys specifically yeah i think uh this episode was brought to us by jim larison jim larison ding yeah we gotta record <laughs> that for him <clears throat> all right so now we got a little homework assignments for all you out there the first one is check out the website at averybradypodcast.com. Yes. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Chaser, Podchaser, and Castbox, or mm-hmm. wherever you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Tell two friends about the show. And or if you don't like the show, tell your first person you kissed. There you go. <laughs> Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show, or if you just have an anecdote or you find something amusing, or you just want to like tell us something, Hey, this was funny when you guys did this, whatever. Email us at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Join the Facebook group and join the conversations and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. And uh, real quick on that, on the Facebook group and on the, the Facebook page, mm-hmm. we've had a couple people coming in and they, um, they, they enter the group. And, um, yeah. when I check them, I don't really, I just basically, I'm looking to see if they've gotten kicked out of anything kind of thing, you know, if they're members of other groups or whatever. Mm. And I noticed a guy come through and it caught my attention that he never answered any of yes or no for any of the, the rules. Oh yeah. And 
um, like two minutes later, I don't know what made me look. I looked into the group and he had posted something in there about some job offer. Hey, would you like to make $29 an hour from home or whatever? Oh, jeez. Um, so unfortunately, and if the person was was hacked, I apologize. But unfortunately, I had to kick him out of the group because mm-hmm. that, that violates our our rules. There was another one in there that me and Tech didn't catch. I've since taken that one out. So if you guys see anything in the group like that, I mean, like... I, I hope that we're all mature enough not to argue about nonsensical things, you know, you know, like stuff in the news and stuff. Um, cause that's not really what the group's about. It's about the Brady bunch. Um, but if you see anything like that, that kind of, you know, it's not cool. It's not the way, you know, we all like it. Don't be afraid to report it. And me and tech aren't going to frown upon. And I think, um, if I'm not standing tech, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Pepe is an admin and somebody else is too, right? Um, well, there's page, what are they, experts or something like Sometime that? I think oh, it's is that Jenny, what they are? Okay. Jenny I don't know if they, Jim. I don't know if they have the ability to, to do that, but... I don't know um, if they do or not, but... If, yes, if you guys have the ability and you see those kind of job offer kind of things, don't be afraid to, to take it off. Because that's just... Mm-hmm. that's We don't want just a bunch of spam up because then people can stop paying attention to the page. So yeah. I just wanted to say that real quick. For sure, for sure. If you would like to... If you, if you look at Jenny and Jim and you think, wow, they're super cool and I want to be like them... Hmm. Then check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. It's set up so that you can get merchandise that you can't get anywhere else. And it's super mm-hmm. cool. And all the cool kids are doing it. So you should check it out. Mm-hmm. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. Mm-hmm. Check out uh, the retro network at the retro network.com. Yes. Check out our T public store for merch. Link is in the description of this episode and so we're going to see a new shirt sometime too. <laughs> I know, time? I know, I know. I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. I'm sorry. Hey, man, My this injury. A, this is going to be an awesome shirt because he's been working on it for a while. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to remind people to send in audio clips too. Oh, yeah. If you Don't be afraid to do that. If you have like a comment about an upcoming episode, you know, because next week, you know, we're about to talk about what's happening next week. But if you, you know, three or four episodes down the line, you know, you watch it and you're like, you know, I want to make some comments, you know, just record those on your phone and send them in and we'll play yeah. them on the show. Yeah. That was an idea we had had last season where, where we were saying, you know, go ahead. If, if you, if you do, if you're one of the people that do your homework and you're sitting there watching going, oh, that's kind of weird in that scene, you know, Mike's not really playing the ukulele. Then what Tack is saying is just pull up, you know, the selfie mode on your, your phone, take a short video. It doesn't have to actually be audio. It can be a video too. We can extract the audio. Do it real quick. Hey, you're noticing that scene? Mike ain't really playing the ukulele. And then email it to us. And then we'll use the yeah. audio on the show and we'll comment on ourselves. That's what Tax mm-hmm. referring to. Yeah. yeah. And most importantly, go watch the Brady Bunch. Yes. And for next week's episode, Jimmy's going to tell us all about what you got to do. On the next episode, season five, episode five, Peter and the Wolf, which ironically is the first mm. episode they talked about on the Brady Bros. Oh, okay. this is the first one that they, I don't know why they chose this one. Um, I vaguely remember it had something to do with Peter and Greg going on a double date or something, but anyways, I'll mm-hmm. read it right now, but this was the first one they did. <laughs> Greg gets Peter to pretend to be an older guy and go out with him on a double date. And Mike and Carol prepare to entertain one of Mike's clients from Mexico. <laughs> uh this yeah, is going to have racism in this it. Is, <laughs> me and Tech are not racist. Me and Tech are probably the least racist people we know. <laughs> but sometimes jokes come out. Sometimes things are said. 
sometimes in the in the in a heat of passion you say things because you think it's good in the moment and you feel <laughs> stupid you know because you know they say no thank you and they laugh and ask to talk to your best friend um but yeah we'll try not to do that <laughs> but i'm just saying there's gonna be racism from the show yeah and this one i can already hear it now yeah i, I I experienced racism the other day at the park, and I, I, it's the first time in a long time I experienced racism, and it genuinely bothered me. So racism ain't cool, but if we joke around, it's all in fun. You know, it's not meant to be racist, and if it is, call us out on it. We don't mean to be like that. Yeah. If it's perceived that way, then call us out on it, but we don't. We, we would never intentionally be racist. No, I think everybody gets our sense of humor. And I, I hope think, so. Yeah, I don't think anybody's offended. I've never, we've never received an email saying, you guys, no. No, Good. no, that is not acceptable. Yeah, we haven't gotten that. All right, so did you have anything? I thought I had more to read. So did you have anything else? No, that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> Do you know something I don't? No, I just want to see if you can second guess yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you were going to say, yeah, I was going to be like, think for a second, Ty. You don't know anything else. <laughs> so, <anyways. clears throat> okay, well, if that's it, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.